0: Hey everyone, this is Jen Kesnick and you're listening to You Be You and I'll Be Me. And today I have my daughter Beth Kesnick on. Hi Beth.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for coming, I appreciate it. It's been a while since you've come on the podcast, so uh, what's new and exciting?
1: Yeah, I think the last time I did it was in the fall. Yep,
0: yeah, in the fall.
1: And then school picked up and I...
0: Got crazy busy.
1: Got crazy.
0: I know it. Um, Well, I was asked uh, to do a workshop with a bunch of high school students on self-esteem. And I had wanted you to do it with me um, because I think it's like you're a great example of um, someone who has just keeps believing in themselves and works hard towards your goal without kind of losing steam. Mm -hmm. So you're a great example um, to talk to these kids, but you're busy. You're going to be going to Australia. Yes. So that's exciting, and you can't come with me, but that's fine. But I wanted to talk about it today um, instead. So you and I went back and forth a little bit on, you know, what is self-esteem and, you know, how do you foster it? And how do you get it? And how do you get it back if you lose it? Um, So to you, like, what do you think? Because you're a a believer in yourself and your Mm -hmm. capabilities. Mm -hmm. So do you think that's, like, the most important part of self-esteem is just, like, believing you can do it?
1: Yeah, I think that the biggest thing um, with self-esteem is just being self-aware and knowing your own worth. Right. And I think that
0: well, self awareness is, you know, it sounds like people say that all the time, but you really have to work hard and be super honest to be self aware.
1: Yeah, you know, you faults have faults and yeah, like
0: good things and take accountability and responsibility and ownership of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Or else you're just not gonna get anywhere.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think that you know, even knowing your weaknesses and you know, what you're bad at and what you have trouble with are even just as important as knowing what you're good at and what you want to go for.
0: Right. I agree. And, you know, sometimes those things that you're bad at or that you have trouble, you know, valuing about yourself is where you learn the biggest life lessons. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can't all just be good. No. You know, life just can't be like la, 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 everything's great. You only learn from those times that you're taken out by your knees yeah. and have to, you know, climb back out, yeah. back up. Because I do think <clears throat> that, you know, we live in this uh, immediate gratification social media society.
1: Like, like, like.
0: And it must be so hard to be a younger person in high school especially, when you're so concerned about fitting in and approval of your peers, um, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough to miss the social media part of growing up, and it kind of came around when I was more in later in high school and college. But there's, you know, for all the kids that are on Instagram and Twitter and all the different, you know, Tumblr chat. Programs there are today, like kids can say anything and not have a face, and right. you know and you're a lot
0: braver behind a screen than you are face to face with someone,
1: right? So you
0: might type some mean thing to someone that you would never say in a million years, but you have this safety bond, you know, of this screen yep. that you're sitting behind. But I can't imagine, you know, it must be really hard. But that's why you have to have, or you don't have to have, but it's really nice if you have a strong family base mm-hmm. so even though like say when you kids were little he'd come home and whatever problems you were having at school those flew out the window and you didn't have to worry about it again till the next day right and we had our nice family and our family dinner and right. our conversations and you know like our bedtime routine and you know everything was okay again mm-hmm. but now it's just like it just doesn't turn off yeah So, but I think, like, they really need to make time.
1: To turn it off. To turn it off. Yeah. I think so. And I think, you know, don't look at Instagram or something right before bed. Right. Because then it gives you, like, maybe the bad feeling that, oh, this happened tonight or today and I wasn't there. I wasn't invited or. Yeah. And then it starts to affect how you think and it starts to affect your self-esteem. So... I think that, you know, shutting it off is really important and also just really being present Yeah, and, you know, focusing on, okay, now I'm at school. I'm going to focus on school. Now I'm, you know, taking a walk. Now I'm eating this meal, whatever it is you're doing, just be present in what you're doing,
0: stay present
1: and not be so concerned with, you know,
0: what's, what else is going on while I'm here doing this, right. Um, and I think that you really need to like kids, especially, but everyone needs to learn to listen to their body, you know, because your body never, ever lies to you. And, you know, if you feel anxiety, you, you get butterflies in your stomach. If you have something that's difficult to say, you feel your throat constrict, you know, like, so listen to your body and, and, you know, kind of connect that with your intuition and your instincts, because, that will tell you everything you need to know. If you're hanging around with someone that makes you feel uneasy, even if there's, you know, quote unquote, supposedly your best friend, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in high school, a lot of times that saboteur, that person that makes you feel bad is your best friend, is the person that you spend a lot of time with. And you don't know how to get away from that person That is supposed to be your best friend, but really you feel like crap every time you're around them.
1: Right. And just being aware of how you feel in that is so important because there's a lot of people out there and there's a lot of, you know, even though you've been hanging out with this person for maybe years, there's, if that person is toxic and like making you feel bad about yourself, then... It's important to recognize that and be like, oh, look at this friend over here. Yeah. Who's
0: and what I would say to you guys when you were little, and like, call somebody who is nice then. Right. Right. You know, like, don't worry about the mean girl, the one mean girl. Don't worry about her. Right. How about the 20 other friends that are sweet? Right. Like, Give them a call or, you know, hang out with them.
1: And surround yourself with people that make you feel good. And yeah. whether that's your siblings or a cousin or a friend or a coworker. You only get better and you only feel better when you're surrounding yourself with like-minded, positive people. Correct.
0: I agree. And, you know, it's so hard, too, because you you, want to fit in to the crowd. You know, you want to be accepted and you want to fit in. But really, life is all about standing out and being an individual and being original and being yourself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But you don't know that until you're older, So all these years we spend in, you know, elementary school, high school, college, whatever, trying to fit into the group and be accepted and be part of it. But really, you know, the goal is to stand out and be completely yourself. Right. How do you practice that? I mean, meditation is a, I know that gets like thrown around a lot, like, oh, you should meditate. Um, But at least just being quiet, Mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, say don't. Say you're, I'm, I don't want to meditate, that's you know, not something for me. Then just leave your phone in the other room, don't turn the TV on, and just sit and breathe for a few minutes. I yeah. guarantee you it's going to make you feel better.
1: Deep breathing is so good. Yeah. Um, but, there's,
0: there's no room for stress, anxiety, fear, or worry if you're breathing deeply. Yeah. You can't even cry if you're breathing deeply. Mm-hmm. You know, so always have, go back to that breath work, that yeah. practice.
1: And also like maybe it's not meditation for you, maybe it's like going for a run or a walk or exercise. Exercising something and just getting out of your own way.
0: Exercise is key. It really is part of it. Yeah. Because you can't, you know, say you're a marathon runner but you eat like crap and you don't take any time for yourself, like then you just have one part of the puzzle. You know, it's it's body, mind and spirit. You mm-hmm. gotta connect all three to have a balanced life yes and you know even body posture and i mean body language and posture has a big thing to do with it you know like we say fake it till you make it mm. even if you're nervous because self-esteem you can't have you know 100 percent self-esteem in every category no. across the board every day mm-hmm. like some days are good some days are bad Some days you feel confident doing something. Some days you're the beginner and you're like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So in an effort to, you know, even just, like we said, fake it till you make it, when you walk into a room, say you joined a new club at school or, you know, you have to go for a new job interview or whatever, your body language says so much. So if you walk in, shoulders down, head down, hands in your pockets, like, I...
1: They know, oh, you're not ready for this, or yeah. they interpret that as like... But
0: shoulders back,
1: head up, smile on your
0: face, you know, that says, I'm I'm in charge of this room. And you haven't even opened your mouth. Right. It's all energy that mm-hmm. you're putting out there. So mm-hmm. what do you, you know, bring your best energy with you wherever you go, even if you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Just because once you, you know, they say like, even if you feel like crying, put a smile on your face because soon it's going to be
1: real. Right. I'm a big believer in like positive thinking too, is like, if you think something's going to go one way, it probably will. Yeah. So I think that like, if you walk into a situation and you're positive and you're like, this will be great. Right. And I'm going to do this. It usually does.
0: Do you ever use like visualizations? Like, oh, yeah. this is the way it's going to look and
1: yeah. how it's going to I down? mean, I've drawn out plans for things I've written them down I've visualized mm-hmm. and I think that that helps because once you it could be small it could be like I visualize that I eat this meal today right or I visualize that I live in this area or whatever it is big or small and then you know keep thinking about it and I do think that your positive thoughts and visualizations can turn to reality
0: I agree i agree with you and um you know when you are feeling confident like kind of realize it Mm -hmm. like wow i really feel good about this i'm confident here you know realize it and like kind of anchor that feeling Mm -hmm. so you can go back to it on days that you're not as confident in what you're doing and you know maybe draw on that like But I will get better. I just have to practice this, or I just have to keep doing it, or I just have to overcome this. And Mm -hmm. you just never give up. Mm -hmm. If it's something that you want badly enough, you just never give up.
1: Yeah. And And I think also something that's helpful could be to like... And it sounds silly, and I know there's like people that say, oh, a gratitude journal. But to like... When you really feel down and negative, and you're like, why did I even do this? Or why did I even pursue this like write down like a couple things that you're happy about how they went or you're like awesome I did that yeah and then that makes you like feel empowered and you're like oh wow I did that already so why shouldn't I do this
0: well and the more things that you're grateful for the more things that happen you it know. attracts it yeah power of positivity yeah I agree I agree with that And just knowing your value and knowing your self-worth. And for a lot of people, like, you guys had parents that completely valued you Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just kind of fostered your self-esteem. Yeah. Um, But a lot of people have, you know, have a parent, one or both, hopefully not, but one or both that, you know, gets down on them. And is just like, you're never going to amount to anything or... You can't do this or you can't do that, which is absurd to me why you would ever talk to your kid like that. But, you know, I get it. And so sometimes, even if it's your mom Mm -hmm. that's telling you the thing that, you know, is the saboteur in your life, Mm -hmm. it's okay to not listen or to say, like, I understand that you feel that way about me, but I don't feel that way about myself. And I'd really appreciate it if you... Stop saying that to me.
1: Yeah. You know? And life is hard at times. And I think that exactly that. If you have a parent or someone who's saying you can never do something or be something that you want to be, it's like you are the only person that can get in your own way.
0: You are the only person that can get in your own way. It's so true. Really. Essentially. And that's where, you know, the buck stops here. Like, it doesn't matter. Say, you know, something happens to you and it's not your fault. But Mm -hmm. it happens. Mm -hmm. So you can't just sit around saying, I can't believe that happened to me. Mm -hmm. You have to get back Mm up, brush yourself off. And so your responsibility is how you react to whatever it is that happened to you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And keep going. Keep moving on.
1: Keep moving forward every day. It's a waste
0: of time to just sit around and be like, I can't believe that happened to me.
1: Even if it's small and even if it's like I sent five emails to someone that I want to work with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like I read a book that's involved in what I want to do. Right. It's just take steps every day towards doing that. Right. And keep and keep taking and, the steps and, and don't stop. And keep at it.
0: Right. And there's a fine line between, you know, being persistent and being annoying yeah. to someone. Um, especially if you're trying to get a job or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. just, you know... Also, I think a big thing is confidence is not arrogance. No. And there are cocky, arrogant people who are actually the opposite of confident.
1: Who are shielding how they really feel and what they really are.
0: Right. And so when you see that dude with, you know, I mean, you talk about shoulders back, head up, yes. But when you see that guy sticking his chest out, walking in, you know, like thinking he's all that, that's arrogance. Right. Um, and confident people are happy for everyone.
1: Yes. You know,
0: like it doesn't your success isn't making me feel bad about myself. Mm -hmm. I'm confident in myself. So I'm happy for you. Right. And the happier you are for more people, the more confident you are and vice versa, because what someone else does makes no difference to me. That's what you be you and I'll be me. You know, like you do your thing. It doesn't matter to me because I'm confident in what I'm doing and I hope you find success in what you're doing.
1: And I think confident people want to help other people. I agree. I think that when someone, you know, is turning you down or isn't willing to talk to you or, you know, is pretending, then that's not real. And they actually aren't confident in themselves.
0: Well, you saw that firsthand we won't mention any names but there's people in your past that you've worked for who have been amazing mentors to you because of they're so confident and there's people in your past who you've worked for who didn't do anything for you because mm-hmm. they weren't confident and mm-hmm. felt threatened yes and
1: yeah and it's pretty amazing to see when they're you know a middle-aged person who's threatened by you, and they're like, oh, you're going to stay right where you are. Yeah, But, you know, and then there's other people who are like, wow, let's work together.
0: Yeah, I see potential in you. You're going to do something someday. Let's work together. Um, Well, I wish that you were going to be able to come with me, but I'm glad that we had this opportunity to talk it out a little bit here. Um, And I know you'll have a great time in Australia. (laughs) But um, quickly, before we wrap up, Let's talk about Columbia and what your projects you're on to right
1: now. Sure. Um, so my masters will end in May, so getting close. Cool. Um, but I just finished my thesis, which was five thousand words and accompanied by a few on-camera interviews, um, because I'm also video focused as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was on foster care in New York City. Yeah. And talk about self-esteem, they're some of the most resilient kids that I've ever met.
0: Right. I mean, these kids have nothing and they're still like, all right, well, that's not going to stop me. Right. I mean, there's nobody for them to call and say, can you loan me money for this? Or can you help me with this? Or can we even have dinner together?
1: You know, I they're mean, on their own. It's amazing. It's really amazing. I profiled two people who, you know, aged out At 21, you are technically discharged from the system. Yeah. Now there's things in place where, you know, if you're not in college or you're not living on your own at that stage, you can extend. Um, But, you know, you grow up and typically one of your parents has, you know, alcoholism or abuse or mental illness or been in the criminal justice system. Yeah. And, you know, that's... That's a huge, hard thing, traumatic experience. And to think past that and to do well is like. Yeah. You and know, to
0: not say like, I'm going to let that define me.
1: Right. And I think, you know, the people I've met that have gone through and are now, you know, working at a law firm because they want to help kids like who are just like them. Yeah or now they're a caseworker because they want to be that support system for a kid that's going through this. Right. Um, amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing. And so that comes to an end. I hand that in this week. And then the last kind of three months of school, I'll be working on a documentary, and that's going to be focused on um, the disease ALS, which our family has.
0: Yeah, so for those of you who do not know... Um, Beth's grandfather, my father in law, Mark Kesnick, he died of ALS, um, and so did his sister. Yes. Just a few years after him. So, um, now tell me about your meeting that you just had.
1: Um, so, I recently, I've been, you know, putting feelers out there and meeting with different people who are doctors or, you know, the ALS Association in New York, um, and just trying to cast a wide net and meet as many people involved in the disease as I can mm-hmm. and I met with the doctor Dr. Neil Schneider who is the head of the Eleanor and Lou Gehrig Center at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in New York and he is a leading doctor on in the neurology department who focuses on ALS specifically and he um you know my grandfather died in 2001, and since then, there's been a lot of advancements in the um, field yeah. in, with the disease. And he's connected to a lot of families in the New York area that have the disease. Mm-hmm. And he's going to help me kind of figure out what family I can profile in my documentary. Awesome. Awesome. And he's also going to explain the science and the latest research. And there's been a new drug approved by the FDA to help the disease. Um, And, yeah, so I think it's going to be really, really good.
0: That's great. Really cool. Excellent work, miss. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Um,
1: We'll have a podcast about that when it comes out.
0: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) That's interesting because, obviously, if you know, your grandfather and his sister both died of ALS within three years of each other, then it certainly is familial.
1: There is a familial gene mutation that has to do with um, this disease. And specifically, Dr. Schneider told me, you know, it's interesting in their research, they found it, a lot of it came from Eastern Europe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're studying the genes and as of now and all the testing they've done, it is familial, so... Right. Obviously, you know, I want to (laughs) know.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, It's crazy. Well, dad said he'd go get tested to help the... uh, The research. The research out. And hopefully his brother and sister will too.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of preventative therapies now that they've come up with. Yeah. And by studying the gene they've you know they have a lot of great things going on so it could be a big moment for the disease itself and for all kind of neuron diseases which right includes parkinson's it includes you know any motor paralysis paralysis. yeah
0: so like one gets cured they all get cured right which is crazy Mm -hmm. and which is the problem that they haven't come up with a cure yet because you know just like in any other field every doctor wants to, to be. be the one mm-hmm. that cures it mm-hmm. so instead of pooling all their information and collective data you know you have this study over here this study over here this study over here everybody's got to get together
1: yeah but from my what i've learned in you know i've spoken to doctors my Dr. Benatar in Miami mm-hmm. um and kind of all of the doctors that are focused on ALS specifically in the US do, are in contact. Oh good. And they're it's a collaborative thing. That's and they're awesome. doing, you know, they're sharing what they find with each other and Amazing. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on again and talking to me about self-esteem and all that good stuff.
1: Yes, uh, I'm sorry I can't make the workshop, but hopefully I can be at the next one. Yeah,
0: for sure. And, you know, I think the bottom line is you just have to be real. You have to be yourself.
1: Be yourself and be your own biggest fan.
0: Be your own biggest fan, be yourself, and don't worry about what anybody else says because those who matter don't the, mind and what is it?
1: Those who, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forget the line, I actually. Know. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, ignore the peop- the ignore people- the jerks.
0: Yeah, the people that love you are gonna love you no matter what. And
1: and if you want to do something, go for it. Because go for it. you're you know anything is possible. No one person is better than another in this world. And you know, dep- doesn't matter what circumstances you know you have or came up with or your parents. Um, if you want to be something. You can be it.
0: Yeah, you can. Work hard and get there.
1: And work hard and do it every day.
0: Yeah, it's hard. It's not easy. No. It's hard to follow your dreams. Yeah.
1: Things aren't instantaneous. Like, do I want to be Oprah? Yes. (laughs) Will I get there? Yes. Yeah. But I have to do these little things every day.
0: Right. And why would you ever, you know, listen to someone who thought it was a bad idea And, you know, don't be afraid of getting made fun of. Yeah. By your friends. Oh my gosh. If you're following your dreams, like, they're not paying your bills someday. You know, (laughs) that's up to you. So don't worry about people thinking.
1: Don't be afraid to be different. Yeah. Different is good. Different is awesome. And if you feel like excluded or, especially with social media, I didn't get to go to this thing or I was left out, that's awesome. Like, Look at it in a different light yeah. and be like, all right, I was left out because I had to do this. and
0: Right, and I don't really care anyway, so that's all right. All
1: right. <laughs>
0: um, all right, Bethy, thanks for coming on. If you like what you hear, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. Um, and you can also sign up to get the podcast directly sent to you. Uh, thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you listening. Take care, work hard, peace.